with Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Our last kickstart for February. It is the 28th today. February. Um, hey, guess what? We got a break in the rain here <laughs> for 24 hours, and then it starts raining again tomorrow. We got fucking snow, even at my level, and that's not to say that... Snow time. Snow. Your poor little Prius got covered well. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, that was, that was only like after 30 minutes. That's <laughs> so bad. I was going to say something, but did you post it on Instagram? No. Okay. Uh, no, I was just going to say if you posted that, we can, I can link to it. But. So any of you that live in LA or like, okay, I'll say this. I can't tell you the last time we've had this much cold weather. Forget about what the month is, but we're a day away from being March and it's going to be, the high is going to be 59 all damn week. I don't remember it ever being like this. And I, and I, we're like, Oh, you fucking cry babies in California. No, dude, that's not what it's very, very unusual. And if I wanted to hear, if I hear one more fucking person say climate change isn't real, fuck off, you know, not to get political because this isn't a political thing. I think the mistake was calling a global warming instead of climate change from the beginning because global warming defines a certain type of temperature as opposed to everything changing and actually affecting climate across the board, cold and hot. I don't think that's, right. and that's really what it is. Yeah. And, and that's where the confusion lies. This, what we're experiencing right now was all related to the thing that they call global warming 20 years ago. Same fucking thing, same causation anyway. So, yeah, it's cold as balls. <laughs> so. I mean, it's more of just the fact that California, I mean, well, especially Los Angeles isn't built for this kind of weather. Like, no. It, it can't, we don't, you know, we, we can't collect rainwater. No. You know, it's just, it's the streets run with water. Yeah. When it comes to our weather here, because of how our, our air is, there's no shit in the air. There's a reason why our, our sunsets look so fucking cool because, well, look, you don't want to put your head up in the air while it's raining and, have those, those water drops land in your mouth. I sure the fuck don't anyway. So collecting water, <laughs> collecting rainwater is really only good for watering plants or such. And sometimes that's not even good either. Well, I mean, I'm just saying there's lots of, you, there's, you know, water treatment plants and everything else. They could, they, they just, they just don't know. I mean, they're, they're, we're just not set up to catch it. No. But we're not even set up to like, you know, even to, if we wanted to send it all back to the ocean, we're, we're just not set up where we can't. No. If it rains for, it's more than six hours. It's fucking the LA river overflows. Yeah. I saw pictures of it today and I was like, holy shit. It's almost, it's literally at the top. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Let's be, let's be real. When we called that the LA river, it's, it's really a canal. Yeah. Where I grew up, they called them canals. <laughs> Wait, what do they call LA rivers? Like shit. Okay. You guys have seen Greece, right? The whole Greece lightning race and everything. That's the LA river, at least part of it. To live and die in L.A. Yeah. Chase. That's in the cement. That's the LA River. It's cement. Yes. They called them canals <laughs> where I lived. Stupid. Yeah. Look at the Friant Kern Canal for an example. By the way, to a week from tomorrow, the 7th of March, I don't know why, but Paramount, who I've been touting uh, as of late with their optical releases, is putting out another Grease release on Blu-ray. Another one. Why? I'm guessing it's the 45th, but they just put one out in 2013 for the 40th. Why? What? I, I feel it's, Paramount is treating Greece the way Warner Brothers treats Wizard of Oz. Like every five years, they got another fucking movie to come, version to come out. 
the only thing I could think of, and I was talking with Tom about it, I go, why the fuck is this the thing? All I can think of is maybe they do a Olivia and John thing on there. Otherwise, it's going to be the same release from five years ago. Right. But you know that, remember that cool um, packaging that they use for Grease 2? Right. You know, like stylized color look. Well, when they put that out on digital, they did the same thing with Grease and they did that same kind of um, treatment, art, key art treatment. Well, that's the cover of this Blu ray. So I'm like, why? I mean, really, that's the only thing that's different about it. But when I went to look it up, why this was coming out, I discovered something that, you know, how we are about Paramount Plus. We're always like, we're always talking it up as probably our, at least my favorite streamer anyway. Right. Um, a month ago, they put out a trailer and I didn't find out about this until I was on Blu-ray.com and I saw on the forum, there's a prequel series coming. Oh yeah. That's, you didn't know that? No. Oh Yeah. It looks terrible. Yeah. And it's I, like Teen Wolf, the series, but without werewolves. I mean, they could have done something kind of cool that instead of going, I don't know what it is about when people have these properties and they go backwards, there's always a prequel because if you don't, because if you go backwards, you don't, then you don't have to worry about the. Is it a, is it an origin story? Is it, are we going to yeah, see Danny yeah. Zuko before he joined the team? No. Or Olivia Newton-John in, in, she's in Australia? <laughs> It's about the pink ladies. It's actually, that's, that's the subtitle. Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Like it's a fucking Star Wars movie. <laughs> Rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, look. Uh, Hello, what, ladies. Say what you want about Riverdale. I like how they took the property. And they actually, the irony, of course, is that they took a little bit from Michael Lehman's Heathers. They took, because he already took stuff from, from the Archie comics to begin with, makes Heathers, and now River, then Riverdale comes along and kind of, takes more from Heather's than it does for its own source material. And the first season and a half of that show was really good. It's nice and moody. I wish they would have done so, done something like that with this instead of, you know, watch how the world changed. Instead of going, look, we watched how Greece and Greece 2 was for that time in the world. This, what about when the world changed from war and everything? I know they made a war reference in Greece 2, but how the world completely changed of this idealistic, Talking about making out in the bomb shelter? No, that's what I was referring to as far as I the, know, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, they could have done something cool with it and still had the property, but, you know, whatever. I, I remember I cringed when I read the synopsis. I was like, oof. Yeah. Oof. You know, Paramount was like, because their original series on Paramount has been pretty good. You know, we we both have a, a, a pretty pretty strong love for evil, which is gets better with each season. Like, gosh, every time I move on, I think I'm on season three now. So good. And I think season this is season three, the first full season on the platform where it wasn't on CBS anymore. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see the not I'm gonna say tonal shift, but you can tell them just make it a little more yeah, recognizing. Yeah, recognizing that yeah, they can go past the TV fourteen. Sex it up a bit. Sure. <laughs> with those demons. Yeah, man. <laughs> Get sexy with those demons. Did you hear about the other shows, the other Paramount uh, shows that they're turning into origin show, origin stories? About Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> nope. Footloose. Are they really? Yep. Footloose. Origin story. We see Ren and his mom before they move to uh, wherever that place is. Smallville. Smallville. <laughs> you know, we, we get to see Laurie Singer as a young preacher's daughter. Uh, um, no, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's one. And uh, what was the other one? There's another, there's another, there was another Paramount hit movie from the 80s that uh, they were talking about making into a TV series. I'll have to peek around with that. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could, we could suggest some to them, possibly. 
We're pretty good at that. We just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Summer rental. <laughs> Summer rental, the series. Because that's the last time we mentioned Footloose was during that. Yeah. But speaking of John Candy, we closed out Box of Candy on, on Friday with Delirious. And if you notice, there's a, and when you listen to the episode, there's a big jump, <laughs> a big jump in uh, what we're talking about. It's because we kind of went off on this like 10, 15 minute tangent about other things. And, um, well, so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're actually just going to take those, I think, I think it whittled down to like 11 and a half, 12 minutes, something like that. Um, it's going to play after uh, to close out this episode of kickstart. Um, but there's a little context in there. So if you listen to the episode, you'll get a little bit of that header that leads into the conversation that we, that I cut out. It's not anything bad or anything like that. It was just uh, from the from the confines of the stuff us talking about delirious. It didn't make any fucking sense to keep yammering on. I would because we do that all the time. We I pull stuff all the time. Yeah, well, of course. Kickstart's fine. Kickstart for the most part is, is stays the same. If this was a Patreon episode, we would have just made an extra large Patreon release and just stuck it in there and left it alone and not worried about it. But sometimes you know more doesn't mean better. No. It doesn't. Like, like like we've talked about on the show many times, more does not always mean better. Sometimes less is more. Right. Oh, speaking of, so, so you'll hear that after we're done yapping and all that fun stuff. Megan came on Peacock this week. It hit premiered on Friday with the quote unquote unrated Whoa, version. dude, this show is not that kind of show. You just said Megan came on Peacock. Since when is this not that kind of show? <laughs> No, it is exactly that kind of show. Sorry. Anyway. Uh. Well, what's funny was it, it splashed across the screen on my email. It splashed I'm going to keep it screen. going, damn it. What do you think? What, yeah, again, I know. This is that I know. kind of I'm, show. I, I know. I'm helping. And it's Sunday morning. Are you helping? Sure. Of course. I'm splashing it across the <laughs> United States. All the way from Atlanta. It's the unrated version of Megan. And now I, I didn't talk much about it on the show where I, I felt like I, I don't have any problem with PG-13 horror movies, but they go the, the way they advertise this movie. It was supposed to be a certain thing. It, they, they didn't get anywhere close to the PG-13 that they could have with the theatrical version. So we just spoke about more is less and sometimes less is more. The unrated version, according to Peacock, is a minute shorter than the theatrical. So, uh, I don't know. Which one of the things I see some? Do you see some doll nipples or something? I mean, I don't know, but I didn't watch it. (laughs) I was too busy because I was working. But I felt the move. The theatrical felt a little bulky. It felt like it was a little cumbersome in moments. And I'm like, there's no kills, and I feel like there's you drag ass too much in it with story or. I'm using finger quotes when I say story because it doesn't really add anything. No. So what do they do? I, I don't know. Do they cut some of that fat off and then put some of the like visible, we visually see the kills? I don't know. I haven't like, I haven't watched it, but. Have you seen the movie at all? Yeah, I saw it in the theater, but I haven't yeah, seen it, it on was, Peacock. It was dumb. I mean, that's like, it, was, it wasn't good. Well, you, what was promised in that trailer, the best stuff was in the trailer. And, yes. then, and then you didn't show me when you, the, the promise in that trailer just was never fulfilled. It just wasn't. No. And, I, and I don't, it, it never really is with most movies, but this, again, the best Megan moments are the moments that are in the trailer. I mean, there's a handful of them that, that aren't there. And they're, again, all contextual things. If you haven't watched the movie, they don't, they're not as 
easily understood or or, or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying. But it's like, there's a sequel coming. All I can say is, please just, let's see the, let's see the kills, damn it. I mean, you're watching a movie like that. I want to see murder. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds such a shitty thing to say, but that's the, that's what I went to see. I want to see this, this freak show. Right. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I saw that it was on and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Unrated. I mean, I, I, the, I, the, the thing about seeing the unrated, but I'd have to sit through it again. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to watch it. I don't think Melody's going to watch it with Joe and she saw the movie with me in a the theater. So she'll be able to, to inform me if it was worthwhile seeing it again or if it was worse. <laughs> what is the one minute they cut out? Tell me, tell yeah, me. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Hey, one quick thing back to Delirious, which I don't, I can't believe we didn't talk about. Do you think that Prince was a fan of John Candy and that's why he let him use the song? You know, it's funny. And I didn't mention on the show because I, I think a lot of like that, that tangent like went on for like 17, 18 minutes. So we, because <laughs> we, we, we recorded that episode. It was at the end of the day, our final runtime was 51 minutes. Right. And the release was 32. And so when I talk about 12, 15 minutes, I mean, we talked about 18, 20 minutes of extra shit. And it, and I mean shit. <laughs> Half of it was was like us just kind of double checking stuff. Well, basically fact checking on the fly, which we always do anyway. He wasn't really big. The only time you will hear Prince music in a movie is when he was in it. And so it's weird to wonder about that. And he was... 91 was right the beginning or what well, he was already dealing with his, his animosity towards Warner Brothers records. And it was just a year or two after this movie came out, changing his name to from Prince to the artist formerly known as Prince. So yeah, in 93 in a rebellion against Warner Brothers, which refused to release Prince's enormous backlog of music at a steady pace. Prince formally adopted the love symbol as a stage name. To use the symbol in print media, Warner Brothers organized a mass mailing of floppy disks with the custom font, which I always thought that was so cool they did that. At the time, Prince was referred to as artist formerly known as Prince or the artist. What's crazy is I can name another movie that they use the song Delirious in, which Prince is not in. Okay. Cheech and Chong, still smoking. I don't remember it being in that. Yeah. it's. A, I think I want to say it's the opening song of Cheech and Chong, still smoking. It's either over the opening credits or the end credits. Wow. I didn't know that. I, I've, I've, I, well, I just think it's weirdly random that both of those two movies used a not really obscure Prince song, but it's not like, you know, if you were to name your top 10 Prince songs, Delirious isn't one of them. No. <laughs> it's not a bad, it's a great song, but I mean, when I think about Prince, it's not like I ever do like Delirious. But when I heard it in the movie, I was like, holy fuck. And then it took me right back to like Cheech and Chong. Yeah. That might have been the first time I ever heard a Prince song in the movie was in Still Smoking. But I'm looking at the wiki right now. So Still Smoking, and of course, Delirious the movie. Here's what's funny. Instrumental parts of the song were used as the theme song to Captain Kangaroo's show within a show, Hello America, in the 80s. What? Yeah. That's weird. Now, there's a baby cooing at the end of the song, right? And I've always talked about it because uh, Aaliyah used it. You know, Timbaland used it on Aaliyah's record, Are You That Somebody? It's like, it's part of the instrumental hook of the song. And that ba- that sound effect has been used in movies for the longest time. But it's funny because I'm looking at the wiki and it only mentions it and being in a movie for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But, I, but I've heard it. It's part of a sound effects library. I hear lots of stuff. And I can't remember if it was 
originally in a sound effect library and then Prince put it in there or what? Because I mean, Prince wasn't one to have babies in the studio when he recorded 1999. Saying. Right. I think that's it other than, and then of course. Raish. David Raish. And that's it. I think there's only ones that you see. Before you get into the dream. Right. Which is super clever. It's not like Wizard of Oz where you see all the aunts and uncles before. Right. Exactly. All the farm hands. Do you see Nurse Helen? Do you see Helen? You've seen the nurse. You've seen Nurse Caldwell yes, you before do. you get into the dream. Yes, you most certainly do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she. <laughs> and dude, again, she was on Falcon's Crest. Look at that. See, that's what I mean. Everybody is TV people on this, and it's always nighttime type stuff. It's great. And she played a hooker in Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> Your emphasis on hooker. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking of Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Is he dead? Did he die? No, not yet. Uh, I mean, he's but he's dude. He had a brain aneurysm. Yeah, that sucks. Shit. We should come. We should do a whole month of Tom Sizemore movies. (laughs) Dude, my friend, my friend Lucas said, "Tom Sizemore makes your movie less pussy just by being in it." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was talking about Pearl Harbor. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I I don't think I didn't make it all the way through that movie. Cape Pearl Beck, Harbor. Yeah, Cape Beck and Seal being it's not even wasn't even enough to keep me interested. No, but you know what made it less pussy? Tom, Tom Sizemore. Oh fuck, dude. Uh, I hope I hope Tom's okay, man. I do. I mean, I do enjoy me some. You know, there was a point, dude. I love. I mean, I love Sizemore and Heat, and uh, in Private Ryan, he's the only thing I like in Private Ryan. Dude, what is the song? What is the what is the Canadian We Are the World song? What is it called? Um, the their version of like America the Beautiful. No, no, it's like We Are the World. Oh, they but do it, one of those? Yeah. It's fucking damn it. What is it called? Yeah, but it's all Canadian fucking artists. Brian Adams, Dan Aykroyd's in it. Northern Lights. That's it. Yeah. That's what the group's called. Yeah. Tears are not enough. Tears are not enough. Yes. I was going to say, I I was going to say tears are falling. (laughs) (laughs) That's another sad song. (laughs) Yes, but unintentionally sad song. It's just, it's kiss. So it is like the rest of them. So the chorus members of that, that song, Eugene Levy. Yep. Let's just cut down the list of people you don't expect to see on there. Uh, John John Candy. Candy. Paul Schaefer, well, that's not a surprise. I think he co-wrote the song, didn't he? No, well, David Foster and Jim Valance produced it. But how weird is it that Paul Schaefer is part of the chorus, but he has nothing to do with the production? Right. He didn't play anything on it. Well, because you know what? David Foster says, dude, I'm, I'll handle the keys, fucker. <laughs> dude, Gordon Lightfoot, Neil Young, and Joni Mitchell. <laughs> By the way, I had no idea Bob Rock was the engineer on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Rock, dude. Aldo Nova. Responsible. <laughs> Dude, I love Aldo Nova. God damn it. Do, do you know the song Ball and Chain by Aldo Nova that's on the same record as Fantasy? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it's a, Dude, it's a total. It's like, ba- you know, he also wrote fucking a couple of songs for Bon Jovi. <laughs> Boy, I got a lot of bonus bites that aren't going to make the episode. <laughs> What's that? We almost, we almost did a kickstart here without even trying. 
Yeah, I know. We, we're, we're going we're down the rabbit hole. Just save it for next week, dude. I got it. I got it. That's what we should do. We should do a kickstart. We should just go. Yeah, you know, like here's some extra shit for you, dude. <laughs> just cut together like all the bullshit that comes after the episode. And if, if, if we're ever like, if we ever can't get together to do one. So that's February for us. February. This Friday we'll start our March Madness. March Madness. We're just about to record the episode. <laughs> We're about to get into that right now. Holy shit. Anyway, so mm-hmm. so peep that out Friday. Did we say what the movie was already? Nope. All right. Should we say it now? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do we need to? Uh, uh, well. It's the anticipation. One thing you need to look out for, we'll mention in the episode, so. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to follow us on the socials at, at Karate Pod on Twitter, on Insta, and on Letterboxd, you want to follow Corey on Letterboxd is Corey underscore Culp, and on Insta it's Culprit97. If you like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or at Tom Delirious Cody at Letterboxd. That's Letterboxd.com. Tom Delirious. Yay.